Hi everyone, this is Mordechai, the Money All Jew. It's been a couple weeks since I've done a recording. I've been a little sick, and a lot has gone on since then. So, let's start with the top. There's been a picture going around where it shows a massive map of the Middle East. It shows a massive amount of green, which is all Muslim countries. And it shows a tiny speck of red, which is Israel. It says, the green is the Arab world and the red is Israel. The Arabs complain that Israel is occupying their land. Now, some people are saying that this is a colonial way of looking at things. So let me ask you something. When does time start to matter? Can you really say that 75 years ago is the first time that that history matters? Why does it matter 75 years ago and not 76 years ago? Why not 80 years ago? Why not 1,000 years ago? The reality is every single person on earth knows that the history of Israel is the Jewish people. Before Islam ever existed. So, let's get that out of the way. Now. Let's talk about the ceasefire for a second that we just had. It was violated all the time by Hamas. From separating parents, even though they said they would not do that, to firing rockets, to terrorist attacks in Jerusalem. They have done nothing but violate the ceasefire. They were crying for it the whole time. They started the they started the firing and then they cried for a ceasefire. And then immediately when the ceasefire was accepted, they decided that they were going to violate it all the time. Not surprising, they tried to claim that Israel violated it. When? The Israelis weren't even in Gaza. They were not in Gaza the entire ceasefire. They left. They also tried to make the most ridiculous claim you can possibly make, which is the waving hostages is proof that Hamas treated the uh, the captor the captives with humanity. First of all, that's an oxymoron. The fact that they captured them already shows you that they viewed them as their property. But also, why on earth would you think that waving to someone negates everything that you did? We know that they told them to do that. Reports have come out saying that they drugged the Israeli hostages before this happened. We all know that the Israelis were not waving because Hamas was nice to them. We saw video evidence. It comes, there comes a point where the people that believe that Hamas was being good to them, there's just no discussing anything with them. At what point do you have to say, someone is so not willing to discuss evidence? I saw a video today on Instagram. And on the video... It was a piece of shrapnel that fell in Tel Aviv. And it almost hit two people. 
And some commenters were saying, well, in Israel, you have things almost hitting people, but in Gaza, you have people hitting, you have rockets hitting people. We literally see on video Hamas attacking Jews and still make excuses for that and try to blame Israel. In what world does that make sense? You also saw on social media people talking about this trade that happened during the ceasefire, which was a horrible trade. The worst trade since Gilad Shalit. The Gilad Shalit trade, for reference, allowed Yahasin War, the person who, who was the mastermind of this whole attack, one of the leaders of Hamas, was released in the Gilad Shalit trade. Over 1,000 people. Today it wasn't such a bad trade compared to that. Only three people for every Israeli. Still ridiculous. But that's what it was. You have people on social media trying to say three people for one. Obviously Israel doesn't value doesn't value their own people. Doesn't value the 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 Arabs as much as they value their own. That's why we're worth three of them. Did they fall on their head? How stupid does someone have to be to think that Israel would rather take one-third of the people? When I was in the rally in D.C., I was on the way back on the train, and you had random people trying to attack us. Random people. The reality is, the world right now just hates Jews. Not everyone, of course. The people who are on the anti-Israel side, it's not just about Israel, we know that. But you cannot be in the real world and not see it firsthand. They were, at when, when I was leaving the rally and we were on the train, they started to harass this young Jewish woman and a couple of us made sure that they couldn't continue to do that. And they threatened to attack us. What part of that has to do with Israel? Now, I would gladly stand here for Israel, as I've said in previous podcasts, and get in someone's face if they are trying to attack us for being Israeli or whatever. And part of that was the case. I had an Israeli flag around me. The other person had an American flag around him. Apparently that's grounds for attacks in the capital of the United States to have a U.S. flag around your back. But the question is, at what point do we stop playing games and say this is about a country? The people who were trying to attack us on the, on the train couldn't even point Israel on a map. They could not point to Israel on a map. We know this is true. And now, the most offensive, ridiculous nonsense to come out. New York Times, the journalists, quote-unquote journalists, fake journalists, who had specials over the last month and a half, two months, such as the Al-Shifa bombing of the hospital, trying to claim that it was Israel, even though we all knew that it wasn't, they came out with a new report. 
which everyone's running with, but there's been zero evidence for, saying that Israel knew about the attack before it happened, trying to imply that Israel let it happen. Let's go over the ramifications of that for a second. Number one, let's say Israel did know about the attack. Let's say they knew that Hamas was planning on attacking Israel. Hello? That's a normal day in Israel. Hamas is always trying to attack Israel. Always. It's nothing new. They did not give a method. They did not give a date. And they did not give a location. Even in that report. But we all know that that report was completely fabricated by the New York Times. Because their mission is to try to make Israel look bad. But even if Israel did know and let it happen. And knew exactly where it was going to happen. What is their point? That the civilians of Israel are guilty? That Israel themselves are guilty? That would be like saying if I knew that someone was was going to attempt to rape someone, and I sat in my house, I'm really the guilty person, not the rapist. Does that make any sense? What if it was a thousand rapes? What if it was on top of those thousand rapes, it was another 1,400 killings? And what if on top of that, you had a couple hundred hostages? Enough of the nonsense. We know exactly what the narrative is. And the narrative is to try to make Israel look bad. And Israel's not perfect. No one is perfect. But to try to make it look like Israel is somehow complicit in the attacks is the most ludicrous nonsense. Like, I... I think... That whoever came up with that report literally should have an IQ test. And unless they get a passable score, should not be able to report journalism anymore. They should probably be committed, to be honest. But it's pretty ridiculous. So, sometimes we like to throw around that there is a huge number of innocent civilians that are getting killed in Gaza, right? Every day the number doubles, right? It started off with with 4,000, then it became 10,000. Now they're up to 20,000, I think. They keep on making things up. Obviously, it took Israel uh, a week and a half to find 1,200 people, but apparently in Gaza you can find, with their, with their great technology, apparently you could find 20,000 people in less than a month. Great, good for them. Uh, completely made up, obviously, but let's dispel the notion of all these innocent civilians getting killed for a second. There was a poll on which Palestinians supported the October 7th attack. 59% strongly supported it. 16% supported it to an extent. 11% didn't support it or oppose it, which means that they were at least okay with it. And 13% opposed it. Think about what that means. That means just over 10% of the Palestinian population actually opposed it. So you expect us to believe that of the 20,000 people that were killed, most of them were of that 10%? Cut the nonsense. 
We know it's real. All you have to do is look at social media. People try to say, oh, no one supports Hamas, no one supports Hamas. But then they will openly support Hamas. They will openly support the Nazis. They will openly support anyone who is about killing Jews. It is very clear. They openly say it. Now, people want to talk about why do they support it? Because of the occupation, quote-unquote. Now, let's talk about the occupation for a second. 1948 to 1967, or actually, let's start with 1967. 1967 and on, Israel controlled Gaza and the West Bank. In 2005, as we know, Israel withdrew from Gaza, and of course, Gaza elected uh, the terrorist organization Hamas, and they did end up obviously attacking over and over. Why did Israel get this land in 1967? For some of you that listened to the debate I had in the second episode, I pretty clearly illustrated that Israel was attacked by six countries and won a war in six days, and that's how they got land. But here's something that we didn't discuss, and why this idea of Israel occupying and colonizing Palestinian land is beyond idiotic. Who did Gaza belong to in 1948 to 1967? Was it Palestinians? There were no Palestinians. It was Egyptians. What about the West Bank? That surely had to be Palestinians, right? Wrong! That was Jordanians. This is why we know. Sometimes you'll hear, sometimes you'll see people on social media say that Palestinians are really Jordanians and Egyptians. You know why they say that? Because it's true. Egyptians had full control of Gaza in 19, from 1948 to 1967. Jordan had complete control of the West Bank from 1948 to 1967. These are countries that over and over attacked Israel and lost. Nothing about this has to do with an occupation or about Palestinians. This has to do with certain countries trying to wipe Israel off the map and getting their butts whooped. That's the truth. All you have to do is look at history and see that it's true. You want to talk about genocide about ethnic cleansing let's first talk about what ethnic cleansing is ethnic cleansing is the killing or expulsion of a population for this purpose of getting rid of that population in lebanon in 1948 there were 20,000 jews in egypt in 1948, there were 75,000 Jews. In Syria, 40,000. In Yemen, 55,000. In Iraq, 150,000. In Tunisia, 150,000. In Morocco, 265,000. In Algeria, 140,000. And in Libya, 38,000. Now, how many Jews do you think are in all those nine countries today? Less than 2,400. Less than 2,400. 
All right, well, let's look at Israel for a second. In 1948, the Arab population was 156,000. Today, this is not even including the people of Gaza. It's not even including the people in the West Bank. 156,000? Today, 2,178,000 people. Which one sounds like the ethnic cleansing to you? It's very clear. We all know. There is no excuse of ignorance. The numbers are there. The history is there. The video evidence put forth by the attackers are there. People are trying to claim now, oh yeah, there was no rape. There was no rape. We have interviews of the terrorists admitting to it. We have our women on video getting paraded around with blood coming from their crotch. There is no excuse. You cannot claim that you don't know, so it's okay to make things up. We know what happened. Enough nonsense. Enough nonsense. Pick up a dictionary. Look at definitions and look at what's happening. And just when you thought that these college kids couldn't get any more stupid... From the generation that brought you Tide Pod challenges, we have the praising of Bin Laden and Letter to America. I honestly don't know which is more stupid. Eating a Tide Pod? That girl that put the Gorilla Glue in her hair? Or thinking, you know, the guy who orchestrated two planes flying into towers in America and killing thousands of people, also attacking the Pentagon and trying to attack the White House, he had a point. Which is more stupid? I honestly don't know. Can't think of it. Maybe we'll run a poll. I see people all the time commenting on social media, very worried about these are the people who are going to be our next leaders. Every generation has stupid people. These are not going to be the leaders. The problem is these people will vote for our next leaders. Yeah, someone who's that extreme might not win, but guess what? They'll vote for AOC. They'll vote for Elon Omar. Obviously, Elon Omar cannot be president. But they will vote someone with those values. The truth is, we have a serious issue right now with our education. When people who think that Bin Laden or Hitler, or Yasser Arafat, really just want peace and want, you know, want a grand world for everyone. I mean, there's nothing to say to someone like that. It honestly might be more stupid than putting Tide Pods in your mouth, or putting Gorilla Glue in your hair. Or walking up some milk crates and falling and hitting your neck or whatever. Stupid things that people like that do. Honestly, like... To think about the stupidity that comes out... Should leave people speechless. Cannot imagine a world... Run... By people... Who have such a lack... Of both logic... And historical knowledge... We are in big trouble.
And the only way to win and not give in to these stupid people is to fight. We cannot sit back and watch people say stupid things like this. We also shouldn't comment much on their videos. I've actually gotten a lot of... I've I've executed a lot more self-control with commenting on these videos because I don't want to boost their algorithm and things like that. I write something out, and then I delete it because I'm like, this is what I would say. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll screen record it and send it to people and I'll say how stupid it is. Or if it's already, you know, if it's already part of the algorithm, then maybe I'll comment. But if, if I see a video that has one comment, two likes, and it's someone saying something so stupid like this, I just don't comment. But if you see someone coming at one of us, us meaning a Jew, an American, a Westerner, someone for the side of not living under Sharia law and things like that. When they do it on a video that is largely, that is posted by someone who is on the side of good, step in, make a comment you'll see that they just spam these videos. They just say the most stupid nonsense in the world. And they have to get put in their place. Thank you, everyone. It's great to be back. And hopefully, we'll have some more great content coming up. This has been The Manual Jew. Hope you enjoyed. <laughs>